Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Powers here with the Power Hour. I'm here today with CJ uh, Jimenez and his beautiful wife, uh, Miss Cruz. Tanya Cruz. Tanya Cruz. And they are a power couple here in the city of Miami and Dade County in general. But uh, the thing is, is uh, we're going to be talking about politics and, you know, where do we go from here? And if you've ever heard them on the Man Cave or some of the other shows that get done out of here at Miami Community Newspapers and a variety of other uh, programming here and in, in, in local programming here in Dade County, um, this is the face of what's to come, the future of, of things. At any rate, with that, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and talk about where you went to school and where you graduated from. We already, I already know how you met. And I really think we should skip that because we got some like really, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll have you back on. I mean, anytime yeah. you want to come on, you're welcome. Thank you. And we'll have you, and we'll, uh, but I really want to talk about this particular political cycle. Where do we go from here? Because uh, at, we've discussed this. There's a lot of cogs that need to be filled in, in this to move everything forward. Absolutely. So without further ado, I'll start with you. Tanya. Tanya Cruz Jimenez. I grew up in New Jersey. I left at 19 and I moved to Hawaii. I started college at NYU. I did my first two years there. And then I transferred to the University of Hawaii, much to the chagrin of my parents. Oh, I can only Who imagine. freaked out, who said to me, what are you going to major in surfing? And I said, you know, don't worry, I'll be okay. I had only planned to live there for two years, but I wound up staying for 10. Wow. Yeah. And so I worked for four and a half years in a private university as an international recruiter and student uh, student admissions officer. And what did you graduate? What was your what was your English 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 after having kind of, you know, played with theater, philosophy and all of those humanities. So, yeah. So, okay, so you my mother was an, at an English major as well. Yeah. She was an education person. With an I, I mean, at one point I actually wanted to be an English lit professor. Um, but I was told by my professors in, uh, in the English department that I would have to leave Hawaii, go and get my master's and PhD on the mainland, and at that point I didn't think I was leaving. So I started working and then went as far as I could in the university world, decided to go to law school, something I had always planned on doing anyway, at the University of Hawaii. And then when I realized I really could not make a good living there, think of New York, Manhattan sa um, prices, cost of living, but with a Kansas City salary. Right. So at that point, I decided to start, you know, looking at major markets, and I wound up in Miami. It was a balance between New York and and Hawaii. All right, and you also had met. You, did you have family living here as well, or no? I did. I because you're, you're Cuban, you have Cuban roots. Yes. Yeah, so where I grew up, it was the second largest. Uh, there was West the New York. Uh, yeah, West New York Union City. I lived in North yeah, Bergen, but I went to school. That's where my in father's New York City. from. So the second largest uh, Cuban population. Yeah, and, and entirely so, different. Entirely, entirely different. Yeah. There's uh, similarities at our core. Right. But but. But politically different, yes. economically different, uh, their view of the world is tremendously different. We did not have the same proximity, obviously, to, to Cuba. To the island. Okay, right. and then when, I guess, Cubans come here, it's more what my father would call it, Pueblo de Campo. I mean, how would you say that kind of a... Uh, well, yeah. rural. It was more rural. Right. Um, whereas, especially back then. Obviously, now we're not. Yeah. But, but New York City. I mean, that's where all the immigrants were coming in. So. Well, we, and it was more of a sophistication. Absolutely, and we yeah. also there was turf warfare for us, so it wasn't just Cubans. Oh, no, 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 no. It was all other Hispanics. And you know, Andy Corge's wife, mm -hmm. Maria Corge, 
was born in, you know, her mother fled the, the island of Cuba and ended up in Mexico. So she was born in Mexico, mm. but she grew up in the Bronx. In the Bronx. My parents and initially then, and then, met And I mean, Queens. she just does not have this worldview. It's very different. Uh, it's very it's tremendously different because and her worldview is like this. Yeah. It's not so narrow. And yeah. it's not that the socialism or, or Castro no. wasn't something that we discussed. It was something our, fa our families had fled as they, well. But we didn't have the time, the luxury. You had to go make money it. and work. You know, and and do we were battling, you, you know, with the Italians and the Jews and the Irish absolutely. and the, and the ev yeah, everyone. Absolutely, absolutely. So what what a different. big city brings to the mm -hmm. taste, and yeah, and you had yeah, right, exactly. I don't disagree with you. Entirely yeah. different. Although the vast majority of the of the students in my class were Cuban, so I think there were two Puerto Ricans, one Irish girl, and one Haitian. Everyone else was Cuban. I that's what I am. I'm the Puerto Rican mm -hmm. in the room. This is what they look like, because that's what I used to get every time I come back into the country. You don't look Puerto Rican to us. I said, well, this is what a Puerto Rican looks like. Yeah, yeah whenever we step outside of Miami, it's yeah. like, you're Cuban? Yeah, yeah right, right. right. Cuban. All right, yeah. so, because I know that sometimes he has to fight you for airtime. <laughs> you, no, Why no, would no. you say that? Uh, I'm just saying that because he does. I fight for your time to, at home, you know, I have to, the no, no, no. Listen, I'm very quiet in Demir. No, no yeah, there's nothing quieter Demir about you, sure. and that's why he loves you. Okay, <laughs> he would never have been married to a quiet and Demir woman. All right, so without further ado, CJ. So my, my education, I'm a Miami boy uh, since the day I was born at Mercy Hospital. St. Teresa, Columbus High School, Go Explorers. Um, I uh, attended the University of Miami for undergrad and r directly after that UM Law and then I started my legal practice at uh, Steel Hector uh, in Davis uh, back in 2001 as a clerk and 2002 as full-time. Which is where we met. Which is where we met. And you're still there? No. So, you're at a yeah, different... Steel Hector a long time ago they merged with a national firm, uh, well Steel Hector was already international so they merged with Squire Sanders and Dempsey and recently they uh, merged with merged. Patton Boggs, so now it's Squire Patton Boggs. So and I stayed, she was there left. longer. I left earlier. So when when you and I met, right back when I was a land use attorney, I was actually a Bilzen by then, right, right working with uh, Vicky Leva, right. Who back then was Garcia Toledo, right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, back then. No, no, yeah. no. I know all those people. Yeah, of course. You know, I know all of them. Yeah, you were I mean, Mr. White Hat, and I was Mr. Black Hat. Well, well, no, so, yeah. and they changed sides. Paradise, they, they, you know, well, they changed. It's like a chess. It's this is no longer checkers. It's now chess. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, no, honest to right. God, and, and you know that's one of the things. Like, you're 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 a Republican and you're a Democrat. Yes, life so I'm like my mom and dad. My mm -hmm. father was the Republican. My mother was the Democrat. And, you know, she was from West Hartford, New Jersey, or West Hartford, Connecticut. My mm -hmm. father was, uh, you know, uh, brought the Republican Party here to the state of Florida back in the '60s. Oh, good wow. man, good man. What? Yeah, good man. Good man. <laughs> because this was a Dixiecrat state. Yeah. This was a tremendously Dixiecrat state, and for those of you who need to have that history, look it up. There's this really great thing called Google. It'll tell you <laughs> everything you need to know, for the most part. But at any rate, because uh, I'm not going to get into that. That's a wonderful history in itself. It's interesting. It's like, you know, this whole thing. Yeah. So what I really want to discuss with you guys, where do we go from here, and how do we, like, heal some of these wounds uh, that have occurred, especially that communist, socialist, uh, and then that racist, stupid, dummy, don't you read anything type thing, right? Like, like everybody, because I know you're well-educated, and I know you're well-educated. So, like, we're, we come from a knowing, and I know, as well as you do, and, and she does, uh, and Tanya does, that it's not about being Republican or Democrat. It's about them talking to one another, 
to formulate a path forward to then create an environment that is is much more uh, complementary to the yeah. people that we serve because ultimately we serve the people. That's right. We're not supposed to serve ourselves. That's a novel thought, isn't I it? I mean, we're not <laughs> supposed. Well, I mean, well, and, and and I'm a city of Miami guy, and mostly talk about city of Miami pop politics, and that's not what I see on the commission. They're not. I don't find that any of them, whether you guys like them or know them or whatever, this is my opinion, my opinion only, uh, I don't think that they serve the people. I think they serve their own personal interests. And that, to me, is not what that commission is, should be about. That's not, so, that's not what public service should be about. It's not, well, that's not public service. Mm -hmm. that, that's autocratic. That's right. That, that, that's, that's what everybody fled everywhere in the world. It's aut aut autocratic uh, type thing, like this is my way and it's not, you know, like your job is to sit there for nine hours and listen to people bitch and complain at you. <laughs> and if you do not want to sit there for nine hours and have people bitch and complain at you, then perhaps you shouldn't take that job. Yeah, nobody and asked you to do it. Nobody asked you to <laughs> you do it. For it. You ran for it. You got elected by a miserable 6,000 people elected you to your fucking job. Okay, which is not, not even, even really. representative in a city of, the, of what half a million of, of people? half a million people, which yeah. is just pathetic. So if you think that you have a mandate, you do not. Mm -hmm. You don't. If you think you're do, you're playing the game correctly, you aren't playing the game correctly. That's fucked up. Okay, that six thousand people can vote a person into thing that control a billion dollar budget who really are not educated in business at, in the business of running a city at all. As a matter of fact, most of them can't run the companies that they work for because <laughs> two of them are in financial problems, okay? Which also preclude them from being in office because I can't sit on a board if I have financial problems and that's voluntary. Mm -hmm. So why are you running for office and being able to sit for office having financial issues that some, like these guys, what, what is $100,000 well, from one of these clowns that build a billion dollars to oh, get you out of trouble, right? So like there's, there's many, at any rate, well, I'd start. Well, you know, you look, can unpack that all you want. Look, I mean, those issues vis-a-vis -vis, you know, certain elected official, officials, that, that information's out there, right? So the question is, why are people voting them in to right. begin with? Name recognition, you well, think? Name recognition's part of it. The money game is part of it. Um, you know the the ability you know for to, to really cast a narrative uh, against your opposition um, you know the dark arts of campaigning you know some of these folks are engaged in you know whether it's you know the, the balotera type of situation where you're picking up AB ballots you know like it's going out of style and do you and think that that should people. be allowed absolutely not I, I mean I, how, how do you because that do how do we change that Carlos well, I, look, and how, or, it, we, we were having, I was having a discussion about this, not this election cycle, but the past election cycle, because you saw a lot of issues with folks and elected officials trying to gain control of certain comedores, right? Certain old folks areas and, and, and really, you know, and, and that just to me takes, takes democracy out of the playing field because you have, you know, older folks that are there, they're eating, they're being given stuff, right? And say, hey, by the way, here's, here's an AB ballot. Here's my name. Why don't you circle it in? Uh, that to me should not be allowed anymore. It's rife with fraud. I mean, at, at the very least, the potential for fraud. And we've heard these stories over and over and over again. But the years. thing is, is how do we change that? It has I to mean, be legislative. I mean, it well, well is it le is it local legislation or does it happen yeah, to happen? I think it's I think it's state. local legislation. I mean, a lot of these places receive uh, at least county funds, 
you know, some receive city funds as well. Right, which preclude, yeah. So as part of the financial package, okay, yeah, you guys can do this, but for elections, you got to make sure that you let the people make their own decision, that you don't allow folks to come in from the outside and exert undue influence, all right, because that's what's done. We you got know, that. And it's, it's that. either, it's through carrot or through stick. Oh, vote for me and you'll get this, or if you don't vote for me, be careful because I might go after you. I might take away your Section 8 housing. I might take away your your uh, your $250 grocery card, right? So and we're talking about people who fled their countries who right. are afraid. Right. And they fear that someone can actually take away their housing, even though that person may not have any well, power we, to do so. Well, I, I, don't, I don't disagree, but that is coming up, by the mm -hmm. way. Yeah. That is, that, that is a real concern. We saw it on Brickle with a uh, 55 and older uh, uh, complex that had been built uh, using the pipe fitters money and money from other unions uh, who got severe tax breaks, major tax breaks, and then all of a sudden their 30-year or 40-year thing was up yep. and they could sell it on the open market. And the bottom line is, well, wait a minute. We took the hit, I mean taxpayers. We didn't get the full taxable value of this. And really what's needed there is a 55-year and older project. We don't need another luxury condominium in the city of Miami. Right. So you know what? I, I'm just saying, like, I don't know how you do that as a land use attorney mm -hmm. because, you well, know, people like to say socialism and all the rest of it. Yeah. When you live in a city, you give up certain rights, certain, because, uh, you know, by the way, we live in a republic, not a democracy. So we have a republican form of government, a republic form of government. Small r. Whatever. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of things the government does that nobody else would do. Yeah. Okay, I mean, there, there just is. I mean, and, and people want to argue that point with me. I got news for you. There are so many things that come out of the, I, I don't want to even get into that, that's another conversation, let's not do that. <laughs> uh, the thing here is this, is where all of these changes are going hap to happen, Carlos, is people like you who are attorneys are going to have to write the laws that alter that with input from, from a democratic from a very good Democrat, you know, be well, well, so looking at simple because yeah. the interests, you know, that be don't well, want but you have to change. Uh, and listen, I'm sorry, whether you agree with Trump or whether right. you agree with Bernie, I do agree with one statement they both made, which really propelled them both to start him in 2016. The system is rigged, right? It is. It favors people who have money. money. Okay. I came from the big firm world, right? I worked in that building right over there. And when I would look at the at the legal bills that I would send to my clients, right? I couldn't afford me. Now, mind you, I was getting paid a salary. I wasn't actually getting all that money. But, you know, $100,000 a month from several different law firms? Think about that. Think about the average person, $10,000 case is a big deal for them. Okay, and that's where the, that's where, that's where the disconnect is, mm -hmm. though. But that's where the disconnect is, is because they do have that. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, we had a president who <laughs> went into office, not this one, I'm talking one at, at the last century, mm -hmm. the turn of the last century, who went in there with all his guys uh, paying lots of money for him to go into office, and then what did he do? He started the anti-monopoly bills. You kind of look like him a little bit. You uh, know, with yeah, the Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy yeah. Rose, yeah, all I needed is the rounder things. And I well, need, you need to, a, a cowboy hat. Cow, cowboy. Well, I do have that at home. There you go. Because I was taught how to ride horses when I was a kid. So, <laughs> I mean, I still do know how to do that. So, that you way. have the hat just in case you're going to go ride a horse? Well, uh, no, whatever. Because Teddy was always on a horse. You know, don't forget, well, he, he was a rough rider. Yeah, he was a rough rider. He freed Cuba. You know, whatever. I mean, depending upon how you read that story. One of my favorite presidents, without a doubt. And then he, whatever. But, you know, he went in there and then said, you know what? 
it is the it is gamed the whole th system is gamed against people who can uh, who can ride roughshod over people and, and create monopolies and we need to break up these monopolies now ultimately he made those people far richer than they ever were <laughs> by breaking up the monopolies because you know standard oil just started more companies that's right you know I mean and that and that even goes on further because that goes back to like that that's about 19 1930s chasing mr. Rockefeller around trying to subpoena him for shit okay <laughs> but that's another story because that's a fascinating story itself but I got news for you, you can say that but the bottom line is is that from the people it has to come so the people have to have an attorney who's willing to write law well first of all the people need to understand what's going on yeah okay. they're never gonna I, do I, that. well and here's the thing politicians on either side they want an electorate that's uninformed correct because then they can run roughshod over the electorate so the people first well, that's of all, why we do this show you know need to be informed they need to be paying attention and then after they're informed because a lot of people have become a lot more informed in the past I would say four years right whether you know whether they're Trump or not whether they're Republican or Democrat but I think they have become more involved in the process but at the same time what I'm finding on both sides is that they feel that they're not being heard by their local governments their state governments the federal government and what's fascinating is you know the issue of the First Amendment that's really been an issue that has animated Democrats the left historically it's been more of a civil rights issue but watching Fox the other day mm -hmm. really right now even the Republicans feel it even they're crying you know a foul I gotta tell you something I, I watched that on Facebook and Twitter yeah, I gotta tell you something I put that I put Fox on at least once a day yeah. just to see the insanity I watch in the world it back and forth and, and go I back and forth and I don't know you know I'm not a CNN guy I, I actually mean, don't watch I'm very rarely I'm, I'm just saying like I, I, I rotate through just to check out like who's saying what and I want to see what images people are seeing what well, they're hearing I mean what the you know what when we had all the things with Black Lives Matter and all the rest of that people were all my friend I on on this Facebook were going absolutely ape shit and I said oh this is nothing I lived through 1968 this is not th th these are people just that are just pissed off and let them be pissed off they yeah. shouldn't burn down anything or oh, ransack not. anything yeah. Just leave them alone. But that goes back to the First Amendment, right? right. Which is your right to protest. And, right. and you it's know, not your right to break here, up things and peacefully. Exactly. Protest, peacefully protest. You know, don't hurt anybody. Don't destroy property. You can go out and there. And I think, though, that the... And have your voice be heard. The and, left and in failed to condemn the acts of violence and looting. I don't disagree with you. Because then it allowed Trump to then create the, the talking point. Right. That we're burning down cities. And, and, and we want to defund police. Well, and, and that's, you look, know, and that's a problem with political messaging, right? Defund the police. Whoever came up with that concept Fox. is just stupid. Fox News. You think they come up? No, 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 they did. That was the first time it was ever mentioned. No. They wanted to fund the police. No, 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 well, no. Well, no. listen. That was a Fox News. Let, no, I don't no. know. But let's I, assume We researched that's true. it. If it is. When it first the happened. The fact really? that okay, the left actually started using it. Okay, when yeah. I see Cori Bush, uh, newly elected representative, and she's saying defund the Pentagon. On, on Twitter, I mean, come on. I, I don't disagree with you. It's, it's ridiculous, you know. I, but that's part of that. But you know what? The, the first person who wanted to defund the Pentagon was a president. You know who that was? No, who? That was Eisenhower. Mm. Be, was? Be, beware. The military it, industrial uh, complex. Uh, the, yes. industri the military industrial complex. It well, will, that, and that's, listen. I, I mean, that's a, but see, if you know and history. And he was the Supreme Commander in World War II, And he was II, the right? Supreme yeah. Commander during World War II. And he said, you need to be wary of this. But no, and I agree. Listen, I agree. I mean, going back to George W. Bush, when he put in Cheney, 
Halliburton. Right. I mean, there were uh, GAO reports right. that the Guantanamo Bay facilities were being built through his subsidiaries, I think Kellogg, and they were charging $60 per nail. You know, I mean, so. Phenomenal, yeah. So all right, but are we, and we can talk about that all day, but I really want to talk locally. Okay, okay. let's go. Fun stuff. So, so, I mean, so what, what, is some, what are some of the things that you have in mind for the, how we address some of these local issues that are going on? Well, well look, I mean. Like, in the, let's use the city of Miami as an, okay. as, an, as an example. Uh, we presently have five commissioners. Should mm -hmm. we have more? Yes. And, and I'll tell you why. I mean, look, I, I've been uh, a, I've, I've watched city of Miami meetings. <laughs> since i was probably a kid i was really yeah. i mean just i'm sorry very odd. i'm sorry very for odd. You. <laughs> I, yeah i just loved it though I, I would love watching it you know days of jl Plummer and miller dawkins yeah you fruits know, and nuts to my watch neighborhood was called just and nuts navigate that commission and yeah. just control it like you'll see him he starts this way and all of a sudden he just flips it around oh my god i did not see him do that 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 stuff to me excites me i know it's strange but it is mm -hmm. it's true no, no, no. Um, but but what I've seen, you have you know, an that analytical mind. That's why it's exciting yeah, to yeah. you. Yeah, I, I guess you, I like the chess match, right? Yeah, the like chess, the, exactly. And, and back then it was really chess. Now right. it's, it's true. It's more checkers than anything else. It push things through. But when you look at at how the city commission has operated with five members, and not just now over the last few decades, versus the county which has thirteen, you know, the city all you need is three people and you can do whatever run you want. shot over anybody, right? In the county, because you have 13 individuals, it's a lot harder to wrangle seven people to be in support of, of the entire agenda. All right, so you have to create consensus. All right, the other problem I see with the city of Miami, and you referenced this earlier, is the fact that if you're a district He's commissioner, so you win with 6,000 votes. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, you win no. with 2,500 2, votes because only 6,000 votes. 6, votes. Mm -hmm. And why, part of that is it's on off years, yeah. right? So Which they did intentionally. They do, of course they do that intentionally. Well, we should change that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But these are things that we can change at a local level. Absolutely, charter that, change. That charter changes, which you as, an you as two, two attorneys could actually write that up and we could actually start um, because that has to be put on the ballot. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And I think it would pass. You know, look, I know. I, I but know. we would have to get the movement going and shows like when this. It started very... with Bob Powers. Exactly. What are you talking what I was about? Saying, what are you talking this, about? This and I mean, I'm going to tell you something. You have people on the other side mm -hmm. because, you know, you have some disagreement with other people that also want it. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. The only people that wouldn't want this change are, the, are, those are the people that are in power right now. Right. right. Well, That's we need, people we and I still think places like Alapata and all the rest of those need to be divided. Like well, and that's how you do that that's by whole expanding. Need and, listen, and, 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 and they need to follow neighborhoods. Yeah. Like people in Shenandoah shouldn't have two commissioners. I, they I, should I have agree. one. But, yeah. And we have redistricting now. So if, if that's the goal, this has to be done quick. But in addition to participation, well, how which, do we do that? Which is very important, though. Um, economically, as we're in the midst of a budget crisis, we're still in the midst of COVID. Who knows what's going to happen? You're spending additional money on a special election on off year when you can just put it into the regularly scheduled. Well, I mean, but this is what I'm telling about. You guys have to have to be the leaders. I'm 20 years older than you. Okay, so oh, uh, like right. like what? <laughs> thank I I, I I feel good. My my knees and my back sometimes remind me of something different. But I'm just and my feet, my feet. But I got to tell you something. Um, this is really your the balls in yeah. your. You know, if we're going to, a, it, right. it's your generation and the generation coming up behind. And I got to tell you and something. And our generation they, has been silent a lot. They have majorly been silent. But yeah. let me tell you something. It's been really baby boomers or, um, or, the, or millennials. The thing that pisses me off is that there's no really public. Young people today don't feel that they need to give any time to anything for free. 
And this goes to like people having to intern and people feeling, well, I should be paid for my intern. And it's like, oh my God, more <laughs> trouble. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, we unfortunately in the studio, we have windows, which I really wish we didn't. So we didn't have to see all these crazy people. But at any rate, at any, no, I'm, being, I'm joking. But nonetheless, um, yeah, so where where do we go from there? I mean, how do we how do we make that so? Well, well, look, I mean, I think and, and I've had conversations with people. People have been talking about this for a long time. It's not just because of what's happening recently that the city does need structural change. Uh, there was an attempt a couple of years ago to create a super strong mayor, right, which failed. And and why did it fail? Because it did not adequately address a good balance of power between the mayor and the commission at the time. Um, so it that's was the structure. The it was the way the, the it was structure structured. Was and wrong, ultimately, right? people saw it as now, a power grab. Now, look, at the end of the day, strong mayor, former government, you know, who am I to criticize it? My father just was a strong mayor of Miami Dade County. Um, you know, my problem wasn't with necessarily that it be a strong mayor, the people decide that that's what they want. It's, it's a lack of, of balance of powers. So, so at this point, you know, people need to look really seriously at the structure of, of how the city of Miami works because it's been dysfunctional not just now it's just it's generally been dysfunctional the times when it hasn't been dysfunctional is the exception to the rule not the rule all right and, and again 30 years ago I mean sh since I remember watching and and following the city well the thing about and the thing about so it, how the city it? has a billion dollars well yeah and and it wasn't that before I mean right. it grew over time you know um, I think uh, my father was a city manager. By the time he left, I think it was about a five hundred fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, your dad was in two thousand, right? In that in that era, you know, right after Elyon and the bananas were being tossed and everything right. else. So, you know, what what needs to happen now is I think a group of citizens, right? Because the the folks that are in power now do not want to change the structure. Why well, the, that group of citizens, starting with you two. Well. And, and let me just tell you something. This is, you know, it's interesting that he says that it's been going on like this for a long time. I really only started paying to the city, I don't know, four years ago. But um, the time is ripe. There is something that I feel right now, that I feel in the air, that people are tired. And They're not being it, served. And I feel it everywhere. It doesn't matter what party, what ideology, and race, socioeconomic, everybody feels it. And there is a moment in time to capture it. And if we don't, mm -hmm. you know, then another 20 years is going to go by yeah. and we're going to be dealing with the same dysfunction and then again break, going back to redistricting now is the time and i know at the city they're trying to maybe expand districts instead of adding new commissioners and you know divvied up by maybe a hundred thousand but we need to pay attention to what's going on locally you know statewide nationally as we go through this you know this process because uh the time is now. Well, I think, look, the people, the, the city of Miami, you know, what, what's what's happening today, um, you know, there's there's mismanagement just in so many different areas. Correct. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm happy at least uh, the, the city manager there, Art Noriega, is a, is a quality individual. He's a, He's been, you know, an excellent manager at the Miami Parking Authority. Uh, I think he's been put in a very bad situation. And it's because of the BS politics that go on over there. Well, and I and, warned him about that before well, he took I, the I job. I think just about everybody did. Like, why are you doing this? Are you crazy? You have an MP a job at the MPA, which is very, very chill. You know, you don't have that much, you know, in terms of spotlight. Well, and, and, I mean, and, he, but, he, but you know he, what? He like you. He, li he, he like you. He like you. Yeah. And, and your and your wife and myself mm -hmm. come from an idea. That we can always achieve, do better, and that and that I respect. And, 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 he took and, the, and challenge. the sad part about it is that we we can aspire to do better, 
But if you don't have people behind you wanting to go with you on the walk, then you're not getting anywhere. You can aspire, and, and that's yep. the saddest, the saddest part about this, Carlos, is this entire city was built with no thought and no vision. And those builders should have paid more for what they built in this town. And there was no planning and there was no zoning really attached. Well, I'm just saying, like, all the problems we're having on Brickle and so yeah. forth with flooding, I, you know, I know you work for these people. I got it. And you make a lot of money from them. But the issue at hand, listen, to call a spade a spade, dude. No, not the anymore. bottom no, line is that there's problems with that. Yeah. And the money, Dirty and lobbies. a lot of money didn't go where yeah. the money should have gone. And it wouldn't have been that big of an ask to ask for more. And... But we have you blame for that. Do you blame the developers or do you blame the politicians? No, politicians. Okay. Because the politicians, well, no, because, I mean, the uh, people who are doing things for profit try to maximize that profit. There's no, you can't make them, how can you be angry at that? <laughs> but, you know, the, and, but the bottom line is, is it's our job to elect people who work for our profit. Well, and then. Who make, whom, well, just think about it. No, I mean, I we, agree. I we agree. pay top dollar to live in a town where there's no sprinkler systems in the park. Well, but to that point, or, then, to like, piggyback on like, that, though. They look like shit. In yeah. addition Come to on. the poor yeah. planning that, you, that you've mentioned, then when I'm watching the commission meetings, projects that were there under consideration before I started paying attention are still being debated right? and, and being pushed. So there's just this stagnation in what is happening. Well, other the than building department's paralyzed. But you know what? That power all, go place that all goes to... That goes to all... That all goes to... Um, that all goes to uh, good good management, and good management starts at the top That's with right. the mayor. With the and I know you're friends with him too, but and also the commissioners. Are they good managers? That's not what I'm seeing. Well, uh, well, look, I mean, I'm, you, I'm just, I'm I not. mentioned strong mayor. I, there was four million dollars on one side. There was four people and two hundred thousand dollars on the other, and two of the four people are right here, right? Well, I didn't so, vote for it either. Well, yeah, but mm -hmm. we we ran a campaign actively against it. I, I, and that's, and, I, and no if I had known that, that, I would have given you money too because I thought, it was, <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, the most connected family in, this, in the county, need, in, in, in the entire county, needs to have a strong mayor position. Yeah. Between him and his father, he should be able to pick up phone look, and get anything done that he needs to have done. Look, he, I'm just saying. There's, look, at the end of the day, the executive, and I, and I agree with him on this, the executive mayor form of government really doesn't make any sense right. because if you look at the charter of the city of Miami, you're... As, as the mayor of the city of Miami, what are your powers? You can nominate a city manager, not name. You can nominate one that the city has, uh, commission has to ratify. Uh, you can veto city legislation, which the city attorney actually cut back on what he could veto, which I disagree with her. I, I agree. agree with him. I do uh, too. And she took away all his powers. And, and, and well, that, she did that on purpose to keep her course. job. And then there, you're the ceremonial, ceremonial head, head of the city, right? Which is cutting ribbons and kissing babies, right? So. So at the end of the day, we haven't really seen that. You have, you know, Manny Diaz had a, had a very supportive commission. Tomas Regalado, for the most part, did. Where you see the problem with the executive form uh, of government, executive mayor form of government, is when you have a commission that is, you know, that their focus is to destroy the mayor, right? And you had that, right? So you have to kind of create some some sort of amalgamation to create a governing. Uh, a, a governing coalition. The problem is it's not the mayor's governing coalition, it's somebody else's governing coalition. Right. All right. So you either do it one or the other way. You do it strong mayor with a good balance of powers, and I would support, you know, if you City of Miami well, wants we to have do to strong design mayor, that. Fine. We have or to design that. You go back to commission manager form of government where the chair of the commission is the mayor. Uh, Xavier uh, served in that role, you know, during the old regime when it was 
you know, the, the open, mayor was essentially the chair of the commission. Yeah, well, but that people ran at large. Mm -hmm. They ran at large back then. Yes, back in you're those right. Days. And then the mayor ran at large, you know, under the title. And then the mayor was just a chair of the commission. And you had a a professional manager on on the other side of the dais who was running the day to day operations of, of the of city the because government. Of city government, correct. Right, commissioners are part-time, yes. Yes, they are part-time, um, and they didn't get paid anything back then. They got paid, I think, 5000 uh, uh, a year, and now they're getting paid a little more. So What are they getting, getting paid now? I think the 60, it's it's in the or, 60s, but with the entire compensation package, the phone and the cars grand. and the sergeant-at-arms and all that stuff, which that stuff has to go away, too. Right. That, that just drives me nuts. I don't disagree that, with you. That you have commissioners, mayors, you know, city managers being shuttled around so all over the place i'm like know. seriously and and it's you know all these look, threats to their security everybody's out to get them. it's yeah. it's the most ridiculous well, thing and a waste of taxpayer money it's like yeah. stop it guys you're not that important well and, and what's lovely about it as they're cutting everything else right they're Services, they're 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 giving themselves more you know money. layoffs you know people can't eat or pay their rent hey you know i i need somebody to follow me to the bathroom with a gun yeah exactly <laughs> look it's so stupid at the end of the day because um, I've seen it, right? My, my father was the mayor yeah. of one of the largest counties in the country. And if you saw he him on the street 10 times, uh, nine times out of 10, no, he met he's me. driving himself, right? He met me. I, yeah. I met, I met your, your father out, and he would also come to the day, uh, uh, Downtown Bay Forum, and he always came by himself. Right, did he have an entourage? He never no, had right? an entourage. Okay. And he, he used to sit next to me. I used to sit next to your dad at pretty much every I day. never warned him about you. No, but and okay. you, no, but you know. And by the way, if he ever started acting that way, my mother-in-law would, would have smacked him. Oh my God, you know, yeah. she makes it. Junior, no, who do you think you are? No, no, no. She I mean, makes I, it know when he's listen, home, I, she's the I boss. Had the, Take out the garbage. Right. You know, I don't care. You're not the mayor here. You're my husband. You do what I say. You know. Well, yeah. the, the thing about it is, is that right. I was with Annette Eisenberg who ran that. She didn't put up with anything from any uh, any politician. I got news for you. She'd take the mic right out of their hands and say, that's enough from you. Mm -hmm. You know, if they were going on too long. But no, so I got that. But no, um, so what we're going to do is because we've run out of time. We have? We have. Aww. We have. It's been such a great thing. One of the, uh, you know, the Glenda Milberg thing, we had somebody, George Gonzalez, <laughs> wrote into us. Have you guys followed the dark money issue discovered by Glenda Oh, we can't Mil talk about that. I would love to talk about that. Well, well what we're going to do is we're going to, why don't yeah. we have you on the show next week? Can okay. you guys come back next Absolutely. week? Absolutely. All right. After Thanksgiving, by the way, everybody out there, have a very happy Thanksgiving, healthy and happy one. And, uh, and do whatever you need to do to stay safe. The same thing, I extend that to you Thank guys. You. Thank I'm, you. I'm so glad that you came here. I'm glad to finally meet the Bob, famous Bob, Bob Powers. Powers. Not yeah. Bob, not Powers, Bob, Bob Powers. Bob Powers, one Bob. word, right, one word. Like, you, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go one ahead. One word, no, no, no. Go no, ahead, no, 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 no. let it out. No, 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 no. So at any rate, and I want to thank Tommy, my producer, for making us all look good and everything. Thank you, Tommy. Thank Tommy. you so much, Tom. Mm -hmm. And uh, once again, to the Miller boys for here at Miami Community Newspapers. But next, we next week when you come on, we're going to talk about that Glenda Milberg thing. And I want to thank everybody for uh, showing up today. And uh, goodbye and have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Thank you. Bye. Bye.